Revelations. The book of Revelations, chapter number four, is where we're going to begin. Uh, we had begun this work uh, a few a few uh, weeks, weeks ago, and God began to speak to my heart. And he showed me some things, and he, he brought me up to another place and a lover in him. And one of the things we, the Holy Spirit wants to do this morning, he wants to stretch our mind or expand our minds. Because oftentimes we don't uh, arrive at a level or a dimension where God desires for us to be because we will not allow God to expand our minds. Amen. So in Revelation chapter number 4, we want to talk about the portals of heaven. A couple of weeks ago I shared a part of this, and but I want to do the, the entirety of it. But it calls for uh, the spirit man to receive this word, not the natural man. The natural man will shake it off and refuse to go there. But we're calling for the spirit man to be able to, to uh, open up and, and, and allow us to hear what the spirit has to say. Father, we thank you now. We bless your name. We honor you. We give you praise and glory. We pray, Father God, that every ear be open, spiritual ear, and not let anything fall to the ground. We ask you now, Lord God, that you would just give me the strength, allow me to decrease, that your word, the spirit, will be the teacher. Who is the teacher? This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Going to the book of Revelations, chapter number four. We want to talk about the portal or portals of heaven. Uh, John chapter, uh, I mean, Revelations chapter number four, beginning at verse number one, beginning at verse number one. Uh, it begins to talk about how John the Revelator, um, he was uh, placed on an island called Patmos. Now, the word Patmos there means mortal. And there comes a time and a season in our life when we have to take off mortality and put on immortality. Now, mortal has to do with that fallen man, the condition man is in now. But to take on immortality is to have the divine nature of God. So here he is. He's been banded for speaking the truth. I wonder how many Christians today have been banded for some things because they've spoken the truth. Or how many Christians just kind of fit in and go along with everything that's going on. Now, verse number 1 in Revelations chapter number 4, beginning at verse number 1. It says, after this I looked. Talking about John the Revelator, he's speaking. He says, after this I looked and behold a door. Very important. I looked and behold a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it was of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And verse 2 says, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Now, the first thing he sees as he's been called to come up higher is he sees a door. Now, that word door there means a portal. And, and it says that the portal, uh, the portal is telling us to come up higher. There's a portal. He's talking about that door. The door is, is a portal. And it's calling for him to come up higher because there is some things that he wants to be shown. And so then he says the heaven was opened up unto him. But he could not receive it until the Bible says in verse number 2 that he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He said, immediately I was in the Spirit. Now, the thing that God wants to share with us this morning about the portal, you've got to catch it in your spirit and not your natural man. Your natural man will put it off, but your spirit man will receive it, and you'll be able to get some things that you never thought, you never dreamed, you didn't even know it even was in existence. Amen? Because we're talking about the portals of heaven. Now, I began to ask God, I said, now, wait a minute, God. So often, many have preached this text, and even I myself, and we always looked at the door being Christ. But when you began to look at the Greek interpretation of that word door, it means portal. Now, help us to understand, God said, I've got some examples to give you, and I'm going to show you in the book of, of, uh, the book of Genesis. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 28. We just want to walk through this, and we're going to teach it. It's very important that I teach it. Uh, because teaching is what we need. Amen. 
Now, he's talking about in the book of De- uh, Genesis, chapter number 28. We're talking about portals. Now, this is an access. It's a place that we're connecting to. It's a connecting of two worlds. A portal is a connection of two worlds. Amen. Now, verse number 11 says this, um, and it's talking about uh, Jacob. Now, the word Jacob there means man in transition. Also, Jacob has a twin brother. His name is Esau. Esau represents our flesh or that beast-type spirit that we, ca- we have. But here we're talking about the man that's in transition, the man called Jacob. Now, verse number 11 says this in Genesis chapter number 28. Verse 11 says, And he lighted upon a certain place, and he tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place, and he put them for his pillow. And he laid down in that place to sleep. Now, in order for us to be able to access or tap into that portal, we have to find ourselves in a certain place. God will not reveal, God will not show if it, we're in all different places. But he says he lighted upon a certain place. And because he lighted upon a certain place, then he tarried. Now, that's something that most people do not like to do. Most people, speaking of Christians, we don't even like to pray, least talking about tarrying. Tarrying means you've got to stay there for a while. Amen. Can I get an Amen. You know, we get them quick prayers, you know, you know, almost like, you know, when they taught you when you were smaller, now I lay me, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and then we up. You know, that's how we teach our children. And sometimes it comes to the understanding that even today in today's society, mankind has a quick prayer. Early in the morning, we get up and we do everything else except spend time with God who will govern our day. Can I get an amen? Or can I get an ouch? Because some of us are guilty. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being honest. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Because we're a church of honesty. Amen. We can never get to the place where God wants us to be if we're not honest. So he had to tarry. When we want to get to that portal or have access to that portal or into the heavens, we've got to be willing to tarry around. And then that verse says he took the stones for a pillow. The, the stones of that place, the word stones them, the thoughts of that place. So we can't have all these other thoughts going on in our head because we're trying to access the portal that's connected to heaven. We're trying to connect two worlds, earth and heaven. Amen. And as a body of believers, that's possible. And God showed us even right here with Jacob, a man in transition, he is able to access that. Now, watch what happens here in verse number 12 in Genesis 28. Verse 12 says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending. Hmm. When he finds himself still in that place, that portal opens, and when it opens, he sees angels ascending and descending. But the first thing he sees, he sees a ladder. Now, when he sees the, the ladder, a ladder is just, just like this. It, it's, it's on, on, uh, on the uh, uh, base floor. You're on the ground floor. When you're using a ladder, you start on the ground floor. But as you go up, then you go to a higher level or you may go to a higher dimension. It's just like an elevator when you go to the hospital or any other business that has more than one floor. You, you start off on the ground floor, and then the elevator will take you up to another floor, which is a higher rim. So what he sees now, he sees this ladder on the ground floor. He, he's right there in, in the low, lowest part of himself, and he sees angels descending, and then he sees them coming back down, descending. See, God, God will show you some things. It says he dreamed a dream. And I began to think about, about dreams. For a long time, I, I used to think of them as just dreams. But they are not just dreams. I discovered a few weeks ago that I really had tapped into portals into heaven. And God was revealing things. Now, some of my dreams and, and, and within the past month and a half, I mean, they've just been wild out there. 
I mean, I dreamt of a, a tsunami and saw the, uh, the tsunami coming. I saw buildings going under. I saw floods. And, and I remember trying to get away from the flood. But God had opened a portal and he began to show me what was about to happen or yet to happen. Because, see, these are future things that God shows. And I remember once that, that I had another dream and, and I was at this particular church. And when I went, when I went there, uh, when I, uh, in the dream, uh, I saw a hand writing on the wall just as I entered into the foyer of that place. And, and the hand writing on the wall, it was, it was strange language, a language I could not understand. But when I entered in into the, to the church or to the assembly or to the fellowship building where they come together to worship, I see this beautiful bride, and she comes down the aisle. She is gorgeous. I mean, everything she has on is beautiful. But as she passes by, she, the whole backside is out. She's naked on the, on the backside. And God says, that's how it is with the church. The, we can come in and we look like every, come on, Holy Ghost, we can look like everything is all right, right? But when we really look at the backside of the whole situation, everything is not all right. Amen. Just like even to this morning, amen, like yesterday, amen, or this week, we went through some things, right? And we come in and we will wear a face. That's church folk are bad about that. We will wear a face and everything is good. And, you know, sometimes we have just left home and hell has just broken out. Amen. And we come in with this face. Amen. Can I get an amen? How do I know that? Been there, done, done it, got a trophy and a T-shirt. Amen. So I'm not telling you anything that I have not done. Amen. So we all connect. We all have the same things going on. So I saw this bride, the, the backside naked, and God says, this is how the church is. The church has got a front on the, on, on, on the outside, but on the inside that is totally naked. And that's what God was saying in the book of Revelations to John. He told about uh, uh, the church of Laodicea. He talked about how the church was naked. You know, the church is being exposed. And, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. God is about to expose some things when it comes down to the body of Christ. Amen. And we got to be ready and make sure we're not one being exposed. Amen. Because if we're in the wrong place at the wrong time, God will expose us. Amen. So, so the next time I, I had a dream, and I'll never, I won't forget this. I, was, I had this dream. I had a dream about the recession. The recession was during the time uh, President Obama had taken office, former President Obama had taken office. I had had the dream two years prior to the recession. And I'll never forget when I wanted and I began to share it with one of the leaders, with a pastor, and I began to tell them, now, you need to make sure you tell the people they need to put things back. Uh, things are starting to get harder. You know, people are going to begin to lose jobs. It's going to be a really, really rough time. When I shared that, he just kind of shoved me off. Oh, man, I don't know if anybody been there or not, you know. Uh, uh, but what happened was he, he just took it to the point where uh, he says to me, um, I've already told them that. Well, that might be true. But this time, God is speaking and not you. God had said in that dream that there will be a recession. And it, it actually took place. And when it took place, uh, someone came back and told me, and said that was a Sunday that we wasn't present at that particular location, that the pastor stood up and pretended that God had given him the dream. And that he said he didn't even know things was going to be that bad. But see, God had opened up a portal. Uh, God had opened up a portal and allowed me to see. Amen. But it was God. Many of you have dreams, and you're probably just like me. You just thought they were a dream. Amen. But what God has done, he has opened, you've tapped into the, the heaven. Your uh, portal has been opened up, and he allows you to see what is about to happen. Amen. So here it is now, getting back to our text. Now, he, he, Jacob has this dream. He dreams this dream. God is revealing some things to him. Angels ascending and descending. Angels are messengers. They go up, they get the message, they bring it down. Amen. But now, dropping down to verse number 16 in Genesis chapter number 28. Now, verse 16 says this in Genesis chapter number 28. It says, And Jacob awake out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Sometimes God will place us in a situation and a place, and at that point, we do not realize that God was right there all the time. Sometimes we, we meditate in our mind, what is this all about? It's about God revealing things to us, and we have to accept the fact that it is God. 
Verse 17 says, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful uh, in, is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. He began to identify with what he saw. Now, while you are dreaming and God has given you things, you have, the Spirit will allow you to identify to what you are literally seeing. He, he says, he said, this is the gate of heaven. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine in my mind what his spirit man was going through. At least talking about the natural man, because the natural man was silent at that point. Remember now, God was not going to give this to everybody, and, and we will show that in the Scripture. We're talking about portals of heaven, portals, portals. Uh, when you're operating in the spirit and you're close to God and you have a relationship with God and you spend time with God, God will open up things and allow you to see things that are yet to come. Amen. Now, let me give you another example. Let's go to the book of St. John, chapter number one. Let's go to St. John. Just want to teach this morning. St. John, chapter number one. Talking about portals. You remember uh, and God says you have to expand your mind. Amen. In order to grasp this, you've got to expand your mind. Amen. You've got to use your, your spirit man has to open up. Amen. Because a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize there's another level. When, you know, it's, it's like this. Oftentimes when man talks about going to another level or going to another dimension, he's speaking in the natural. Now, God is speaking in, in the supernatural. And see, the church is supposed to be operating in the supernatural. Amen? It's the supernatural. Now, let's go to St. John chapter number 1. Now, here it is, Philip. Philip uh, uh, is having a, has his brother's name, Nathaniel, and they're in a conversation. He tells them that they have, they have found Jesus of Nazareth, the one that Moses had talked about, the one uh, that Moses had began to share about uh, the Messiah coming. And uh, the Bible says here, and we're going to start reading at verse number 50. Now, verse number 50, because there's a conversation between Jesus uh, and Nathaniel. Now, verse 50 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believeth thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. Thou shalt see greater things than these. Jesus is telling Nathaniel, listen, because I told you, I saw you uh, beneath the fig tree, he said, I'm going to show you something even greater. But watch verse number 51. 51 says, and St. John chapter 1, 51 says, And he said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see the heavens open. Mm. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Only twice within, in, the, in, in the Bible that it talks about angels ascending and descending. And that was the time of Jacob when he sees angels ascending and descending on the ladder. And here Nathaniel, God says, you're going to see greater things. You're going to see angels, messengers going up and they're going to be coming down. Now, we have to understand, this is where the mind of the body of Christ has to be stretched. We have to understand that there comes a time when, we, when we're at a place in God, God will allow us to see, allow the portals to open up and, and let us see supernatural things and even things before they even take place. Something will say, uh, I think, taught, it might have been Wednesday, it might have been Wednesday, it might have been Wednesday night. Uh, and it came from Dr. Manley. The Lord expected through him. And, and it, it just dawned on me. It, he talked about the word that was even not in our mouth. Then he talked about even before uh, the thoughts that we have, uh, God sees them afar off. Well, that thing got me. Now, it's like this. If he's, he, he knows my thoughts and uh, the word is not even in my mouth, then if God can see my thoughts before they even come into my head, now that's scary. Amen. Now, that is the power of God. He can see your thoughts. That's what the Word of God says. He knows what you're going to be thinking before you actually think it. So that ought to help us sometime not to do the things that we do, right? 
Amen. If we can really look at the word of God and understand what God is saying and take God serious at his word, then some of the things that we say and some of the things that we even think, even right now, amen, even right now, we come to understand, oh, oh my God, God is hearing me all the time. And my next thought, God is already uh, uh, know it before I even think it. That is scary. That to me is literally a scary situation because when it comes down, we say some things. Am I correct? There's, we wouldn't think some thoughts, right? You know how it is. You can look at somebody and you can smile at them all at the same time and your thoughts are somewhere else. I, yeah, amen. I, I see some people that's guilty. Amen, amen. To see the smile just showed up on the face. You know, the Holy Ghost knows because that's what's not in my notes. That wasn't in my notes, so he knows. Amen. So we've got to be careful what we think. Amen. Uh, We've got to be careful for the words that's released from our mouth because, see, words are powerful. Uh, see, life and death is in, in the power of the tongue. So you can either speak life over your situation or you can speak death to your situation. But the choice is yours. Amen. The choice is mine. Now, he's ascending and he's the, uh, descending. He sees angels. Amen. Jesus tells him that you're going to see even greater things. When we open up our spirit... And come out of the, the norm or, or the uh, familiarity. When we come out of that place, God can show us some mighty things. Amen. Some of you, God may have already shown some things, and you just thought you were just dreaming. No, you got just tapped in to the portals of heaven, and God began to reveal some things. Now, what I also want to share, God says, now listen, Brenda, uh, uh, it's one thing we can rejoice over the fact that when he, heaven's open up to us as we're in a relationship with him and, those, and God will begin to send messengers down to us. He said, but the next thing we need to understand that even though there are angels ascending and descending and bringing messengers and you're able to receive revelations from God, God said, you would also know that's some demonic activity going on too. Amen. He said, don't think that it's, it's going to be all you know, uh, um, uh, uh, honey. No. He said, there are some demonic forces there as well. Amen. Why do you think sometimes you don't get prayers answered? Oh, why, why do sometimes, you know, you pray for something for a long time and you wonder, oh, God, why? Somebody said, well, maybe it's not just not, not the time. Well, let's go to the scriptures and let's really see what the word of God says. Amen. It's because God always gives us an example. Now, let's go to the book of Daniel, book of Daniel, chapter number 10. Book of Daniel, chapter number 10. Hmm. When the portals open, you also got demonic activities. Daniel, chapter number 10. Just want to teach this thing because we want to make sure we get it. Amen. We want to make sure that we get it because we want to make sure everybody's able to operate in that portal but it does cost something. It, it, it costs to operate in that place. Amen. It, it costs. It, it, it costs uh, uh, time alone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It costs time alone with God. It, it, it costs giving up some things that the flesh enjoys. Amen. So it, it costs some things. Amen. Now, going to the book of Daniel, chapter number 10. Amen. Chapter number 10, uh, verse number 1, the book of Daniel. Now, verse 1 in chapter number 10 of book of Daniel, it says this. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar, and the thing was true. But the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. Now, we have to understand in, in a previous chapter, in chapter number 9, in verse number 22, the angel Gabriel comes to Daniel, and he comes and he tells him he has come to give him skill and understanding. God will give you the, the knowledge and understanding to what he is about to show you or reveal to you. But that does not mean it's going to come easy. Amen. Because you're going to have a fight on your hands. Anytime, let me say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Anytime that, that you are a threat, amen, to the kingdom of darkness, you're going to have a fight on your hand. And let me say it again. Anytime you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness, you will have a fight on your hands. Now, most people don't know who they are. 
That's why they really don't have a fight. Because when we come into understanding who we are in God and the power God has invested on the inside of us, we can do just like Elijah and some others. We can call fire down from heaven. Amen. Now, Elijah was a natural man. He was a natural man. And, and the Bible says he has like passions just like we do. So if we have that like passion, that means the body of Christ should be able to call down some fire. Amen. And there are, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. And there ought to be some things, some mess that's out here now or even in our lives that ought to be burned up by the fire that we call down. Amen. But you got to know you got the power. If you don't know who you are and who God is in you, you will never call down anything. Amen. And you're definitely not a threat to the kingdom of God. Let me give you another example before we get back to Daniel. Another example is this. Now, uh, Minister Earl, who has had surgery, Minister Earl, uh, Earl Small, he's had surgery. Well, a few weeks ago, before all that took place, he had said, we're going to hand out some tracts. We're going out in the neighborhood, and we're going to do some stuff. And we're going to go out there, and we're going to witness. Well, wasn't long after that, next thing you know, his wife ends up in the hospital, and, and, and then now he's had outpatient surgery on yesterday. Now he's down for a little while for the count. If you're not going to make a difference, the devil's not going to mess with you. But if you're going to make a difference in the kingdom of darkness, you better rest assured the enemy will come against you. Amen. He will come against you. It might be on your job. It might be in your household. It might be your best friend. But you better understand those demonic forces do not want you or me or anybody else to begin to expose or bring the light on a situation. Amen. Most people have no clue who they are. Now, when the church arrived at that place, even creation is groaning. That's what the Bible says. Creation is groaning for the sons of God to come to the understanding who they are. Let's think about that now. If, if creation is groaning and because we don't know who we are, can you imagine what will happen when we become to know who we are? I mean, that is powerful. We have to know who we are in God. So the enemy will come. Demonic activity will come against you. Now, Daniel, Daniel's verse number one. The word Cyrus there means that, that beast in you, the beast in me. We all got a beast nature within us. Amen. The Bible says he was king of Persia. Persia means division. So that when we operate in, in, in the beast nature, we can get nothing except division. Uh, division with, first of all, division within our own self. Amen. And then it's division within our home. Amen. And then it might be division on your job or, or wherever you go. So here it is now. It's operating. He says now this. He's saying the king of Cyrus, a Persia, said that something was revealed to Daniel. Now, Daniel means pure judgment. So here we have that, that, that nature, that beast nature that brings about division, but God is getting ready to do some judging. Amen? Now, he says now that was revealed to him uh, that Daniel said he understood it. The reason why he understood it because God had given him skills and understanding. Remember now, stay close with me. Stay close. Now, he sees this vision. Verse number 2 says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Mm-hmm. He was in mourning three full weeks. Verse number 3 says, I ate no pleasant bread, neither flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks was fulfilled. Now, that's where most people get that 21 day of fasting from. They call it the Daniel fast. Now, he says he ate no pleasant thing. In other words, he didn't take in anything into his body that would satisfy the flesh. That's what he meant. Now, most people got, got a certain thing. They say, well, he ate this, he ate that. And he says he ate nothing that was pleasant, anything that was going to be satisfactory to his flesh. He did it now for 21 days. Uh, 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 now, let me say this. Sometimes we can't get a person to fast for half a day. At least talking about 21. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, well, that's back in the Bible day. Well, well maybe you want to go to the next dimension. But you remember saying it costs you something? It'll cost that plate. Amen. It, it, it will cost some things. Amen. So the Bible says here now, it was 21 days it was fulfilled. And it says he didn't take anything into his body that's going to give him satisfaction. Now, verse 4 says, And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, 
He says, I was um, uh, beside the river of the great river, which is Hezekiah, which means he, that word um, uh, Hezekiah there, Hezekiah, uh, means a sound or a sharp voice. He hears something. He, he's positioned, he's alone, and he hears this voice. He hears. Everything is still. Everything is, is still. Now, let's drop down to, to verse number 7. Verse number 7. Verse number 7. In Daniel chapter number 10, verse number 7, it says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Now, when God gets ready to reveal some things with you, you can't take a crowd with you. You can't take everybody with you. When God begins to take you to another dimension, you know, you can't take everybody with you or your best friend or whomever with you because they may not be on the level God is trying to take you. They may not be open in their spirit to receive the things of God. Amen. Because sometimes you, and let's say this to you, you really can't tell everybody everything that God show you because they will think you crazy. Can I get an Amen. You have to find those people that are suitable. Find those people that has the mind to want to go higher in God. And you rest assured, you, when you find them, you will be able to connect because you will be on the same wavelength. Amen? You'll be on the same wavelength. Now, he, he's there. He hears the sharp sound. And he's by himself. You remember J- uh, Jacob, the man in transition? The Bible says he was, by, he was all by himself. So that lets me know that if I want to go higher in God, I've got to get alone with God. I've got to be by myself. Amen. I've got to have some time spent with God. Amen. Now, let me, now let me correct something, too, because some people say, well, you know it's like this. I can't be around none of y'all. I'm supposed to be alone with God. Listen, you've got to have a balance in your life, too. Don't be a fool. Because sometimes we can take God's word and we can rearrange it to make it be suitable what we want. Especially if you got some issues with some folks. Well, I can't be with you because I, I need to, God said I need to be alone. No, you got some issues that need to be dealt with before you can get along with God. Hey, man, you, you got some issues to be dealt with. Now, the Bible says he was left alone and he has this great vision, okay? But then he says this, there were some other people that was with them that, that did not see the vision. Everybody will not see what you see. When it comes to the supernatural, everybody will not see what you see. When you begin, God opened up those portals of heaven, everybody will not see. The Bible says there was a a shaking, there was a quaking going on, and they ran and fled, and they hid. Amen? Give you a true story. I remember uh, um, uh, some years back, and we had this group called the CIA, Christian Women's in Action. And we went everywhere. We went, we, you know, we went into different people's homes. We prayed. And, and I remember we went to North Carolina. I'll never forget this a day in my life. That's how I know demonic spirits are for real. Now, I don't care what nobody else say. I know that demonic spirits are for real. Amen. So we, there was about 13 ladies with us. And, and we went into this house. And, and I remember the lady that was there that, that knew the lady. She said, well, we need to pray for her. And the reason why we need to pray for her, because she says, whichever way she stretches out her arm, that's the direction she goes. She leaves her family. She began to talk about uh, um, being able to, her body being lifted off the bed, you know, the elevation. She began to talk about all that stuff. And, and it wasn't something quite right about that situation. Um, and and then all of a sudden, you know, she, went, she began to walk around, and she wanted to know where all the preachers were. She wanted to know where the ministers were. Hey, she kept her walking. Everyone she went to, they were not ministers. But she was trying to find out because she, she knew she was going to have a battle on her hand. Now, the next thing I know, they, they came to me and they said, Brother, will you pray? And I remember, what, uh, as, as clear as this today, I remember that the word blood came out of my mouth. It was just like being in a tunnel. And I could hear the word blood, blood, blood. We're just pleading the blood of Jesus against that spirit. Now, remember that I've got two people that was kind of very healthy on each side of me. We're all holding hands. There was a force 
a force. This is why I say you can't tell everybody everything, amen, because they'll think you're crazy. There was a force that left that lady that was opposite me, and it came. I could feel something coming out of me. The both two, they hit together just like we clashed. When we clashed, before we clashed, my eyeglasses came off my face. No human hand touched my face, touched my glasses. My glasses came immediately off my face. Next thing I knew, I was knocked back. I was on the floor. And you know what happened to the other 12 ladies? It did just like the scripture says. They fled. They hit the door. Amen. Christian women's in action. When we became in action then, if that's such a word, they took off. They, 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 they ran outside. And i never forget to this day that that, that lady says, and that spirit, because it was the spirit that was in her, said, I will see you again. Well, of course, when we came down the highway that day, that night, we dialed up the phone and we called, we called for our pastor because at one point he was in deliverance ministry. And I, we began to share with him what had transpired. And the first thing he said, I told y'all, now if you can't handle them demons, you better not wake them up. See, a lot of folk want to call some stuff out of people, but they don't have no power. And their character has not kept them where they are. Amen. And they've got all kind of things going on in their life. Do you not know the devil can call some stuff out on you too? Oh, yeah, don't be crazy. Don't be fooled by it now. No. And, and he began to, he taught us, and we never did go back that way anymore. Amen. Because we were not ready to call those demons up out, raise them up, tell them come on out and cast some stuff out. You better make sure you got the power of God, and you better know that it's God that's telling you to do it. Don't be going around trying to mimic nobody. Amen. Because, you know, they may have it and you don't. And you'll be, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. I hear you, Lord. Don't let any and everybody lay hands on you. The Bible says that you can become a partaker of their sins. The Bible says lay your hands on no man suddenly. You can run to the prayer lines all you want and have folk falling out, laying hands and you falling out. You probably got some of their spirits and you wonder why you're acting crazy when you got back home. Come on, y'all. Say, holy God, amen, amen. Be very careful who you let lay hands on you. You don't know what kind of spirits they got. Next thing you know, you got what they got. And you, you don't want to do that. You, I've witnessed that. I, I've even, look, this little sister must got some years, some, some years on her life, but I've witnessed a whole lot of things. I witnessed. I, I, we was in a prayer service, and, and I remember my, my pastor that, that, that does deliverance, and he was praying uh, for his daughter-in-law. Well, he said, close your eyes. Listen, there's one thing to close your eyes in prayer, but don't open your eyes when you're trying to see what's going on. Amen. You know how we are sometimes nosy? Amen. We want to see what's going on. Come on, be real. Be real in the house. Amen. Because we want to see what's going on. Well, that, the, the mother-in-law, she did get to see what was going on because the same demons that the daughter-in-law had ended up in the mother-in-law. So when, when, the, when the father got home, he had to end up with his wife because had these demonic demons in her that came out of the daughter-in-law. So you better be careful when you're in these services. And they, I don't know why the Holy Spirit has got me going this way, but somebody's been in them, planning on going in them. But if you better rest assured, you better be prayed up before you go. And whenever they're doing what they're doing, you better make sure you're pleading the blood of Jesus over you and your family is connected to you. Amen. Because you will come home with some demons. Don't tell me demons don't exist. I know they exist. Got knocked down. I know they exist. You know, we're talking about these portals now. As they come down with these portals, you know, yeah, the angels going up, but that's demonic forces too. Now, demonic forces. I got to hurry up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. He says, they were left alone. Now, dropping down to verse number 12 and Daniel chapter number 10. Now, verse 12 says this. Then said he unto me, because now here's an angel, he's speaking to Daniel. He said, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Okay? Don't fret when you feel like your prayers haven't been answered, because there's something going on. The reason why things have not come back down the pipe. Amen? He says, from the first day, the first time you release that word out of your mouth, praying, petitioning to God, you know, it's going up to the heavens. Amen? But there is some demonic activities going on as well. Now, verse number 13 says this. Now, he says, now the, the angel is speaking to Daniel. He says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, division, 
withstood me one and twenty days. The amount of time that Daniel was fasting, that was that demonic force that withstanding uh, the angel and withstanding Daniel from, from the prayer being going forth. He said, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Talking about the angel. Uh, but it says, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help uh, me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. Verse 14 says, now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. So when God begins to show us things through that port of heaven, now there are going to be a demonic activity that will keep us from trying to know and understand what God is trying to reveal to us. I don't know about some of you all, but some of you all have had some dreams, and you pondered in your mind, what do they actually mean? Amen. So the thing is here now, he's, he's coming, he's, I'm coming for your words. I'm coming to let you know that there's been a fight going on. When, 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 when things happen in our life and it seems like everything is going crazy, rest assured there is some demonic activity going on. Don't ever sell yourself short. Never think that you do not know what God is saying. Understand one thing. If you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness, you're going to have some trouble. Amen. You're going to have some trouble. You'll get passed over on your job. I don't know why I'm still going here. You'll get passed over when you're supposed to be promoted. You're a threat. Do, do not, especially if you, you're, you're a child of the light, you're a child of the king, and you're anointing, you, you've got this aura about you, and everybody sees it, you better rest assured and understand that the enemy also sees it as well. He sees it as well. So do not become to the place of uh, uh, complacency. No, no. You've got to stay in, 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 in the face of God. You have to stay in the face of God because there's a fight going on. And most people don't like to be in the fight. Mm-mm. We give up too quick. We give up. Uh, when we begin to when we come against uh, the, the, the forces of darkness and when it happens that the enemy is coming up against us, a lot of times we like to sit down and we like to quit. It, it's just too much. I can't handle all that. Anybody been there besides me? Oh, I don't want to go through all this. Well, you better rest assured. You, you need to go through all that because see, God wants to take you to a higher level in him. Amen. But if you don't want to go nowhere, let's go ahead and sit down. Because that what's happening with that situation is the enemy has already retired. Oh, I hear Holy Spirit. He just retired a saint of God. The enemy. I didn't say God retired him. The enemy just retired a saint of God when we do not want to go forth and, and fight in this battle. Amen. We're going to win anyway. It's just it's kind of tough when we go in through it. Amen. Now, okay. Now, going back to the scripture, he says, he's out come for you. He shows some things uh, futuristic. Now, watch in verse number uh, 19, Daniel chapter number 10. Now, so we're talking about these portals. Now, there's this demonic forces there as well. Amen. Verse 19 says, and said, he's talking to him. He says, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak. For thou hast strengthened me. Sometimes God will begin to show you some things, and you'll say, God, I don't want to see no more. Anybody been there to you? <laughs> God, I don't want to see. But see, what happens is, is, is this. The, the, God will send an angel to encourage you. Or you will hear an auction from the Holy Spirit that will encourage you and tell you to be strong. Don't be afraid. See, fear is from Satan. You know, God did not give us the spirit of fear. But he gave us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So anytime we're operating in fear, I hear you, Brenda. Anytime you're operating in fear, it comes from Satan. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from God. It comes from Satan. Fear comes from Satan. Now, then he says now, and, and, and we have to tell God, go ahead and speak. Verse, and read verse 20. Thought this came. I, at one point, I kept hearing this voice. I kept hearing somebody's calling my name. And it was really my husband's voice. That I could kept hearing it was saying, Brenda, Brenda. And I would catch myself and I'm like, Well, he's here. Well, he's there in another room. Why is this name? Why is he calling my name? And I encountered someone. They told me, They said, The next time you hear your name being called, you speak back to it and, and ask them, Oh, what do you want? Well, ever since I spoke back to that voice that I could hear that was calling me, I never heard it again. 
So I'm wondering who was really calling. See, the, the, it, it's just amazing how God will operate and the people he will connect you to. Now, verse, he tells them, I'm giving you peace. Don't be afraid. You've got to be strong because even now the Lord wants to speak and, and, and have us to go forth and do the things that he would have us to do. But we can't be afraid to speak what God says. We can't be afraid. Can't be afraid. Now, verse 20 says this. He says, Then said he, Knoweth thou wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. Remember now, it's, it's, it, it, he came, the angel gets through. He, he's, he's given Daniel the message, but now he's got to go back and speak to that, that, that prince of division. Now, you have to be very careful because the enemy operates in division. Why do you think everything is going on in our nation the way it is? Listen, that, all that stuff is from Satan himself. He operates in division. He wants one race to be against another race. He wants one, one, uh, one uh, uh, ethnic group to be against another. He, you know, he wants the rich to be against the poor. He, that's his job. He is only doing his job. That's what he's doing. He's doing his job. And we have to be careful we don't bite into it. We've got to understand who is behind this, that spirit of division. Who is behind the division? It's Satan himself. We begin to look at people and Satan's in there laughing at us. Because we, don't, we do not understand and cannot recognize it is Satan that's operating in the spirit of division. He does not want us to come together in brotherly love according to what the Bible tells us to do. He does not want us to be uni- unified. That, he doesn't want that. So we've got to be very, very, very careful. And that these, times and these times and days, let me tell you something, a whole lot of things are going on. Dr. Mel and I was went to a grocery store, and I'm putting on my signal lights and turning in, and lo and behold, the next thing we know, I'm, uh, uh, someone is blowing their horn and shooting me a birdie. Shoot me. I'm, I'm trying to get to the grocery store now. Properly turned my <laughs> signal light on. I got shot a birdie. Y'all know what a birdie is, the middle finger, okay? Now, I'm dri- we're driving now. We get shot a birdie, and then we turn into the parking lot. And then next thing we know, when we get into the parking lot, the same individual goes down to the second entranceway, makes his way into the parking lot, and there he is pulled up right behind us and, and says some real choice words to us. Some, you know, the, kind of like with the M and the L, and y'all can fill in the blank. And you know Dr. Manley, he, you know, he said, Brother, you go on in the store and, and get the chili like you're supposed to be going. No, there wasn't no need for me to go in the store because I knew that there had been two of them together out there in the parking lot going at it. Amen. There have been two. Been Dr. Manley and the other man. Amen. But Dr. Manley goes around to the passengers out of the car, and all of a sudden the man drives off. Amen. So he, he had no clue what he may have gone to the side of the passenger's car to get. Amen. But all that is a spirit of division. That, 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 is, that is satanic. Amen. So we have to be very careful, and we have to be careful how we answer back. The Bible says, a soft answer turneth away wrath. See, we have to pray that God, will, uh, the Holy Spirit, will be enough in us to remember God's word, especially when somebody didn't shot your birdie. Amen. And, you know, and you can say, okay, God, you said a soft answer. And Dr. Manley did give it first before he went to the car. He did. He just stood there and looked at him. He didn't say anything. And I guess that was the soft answer. But he gave me the rough answer before he said that because he told me going in the store. So that meant he's, he's planning on doing something. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all men, folks, y'all know how y'all are. Amen. He said he was about protecting me. No, he gave me to go in. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's go. Let's go on, Brenda. Go on. But you understand that's the spirit of division. Now, he says this. Now, we're almost done. It says in verse number 20, he says, he says, Then said he, Knoweth thou, wherefore I come unto thee. And now I will return to fight with the prince of, of Persia. Once that spirit of division is going on, it says, And when I am gone forth, Lo, the prince of Grisha shall come. What is the prince of, uh, of Grisha? That means the deceiver is going to come. See, once division, it, 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 you know, you recognize it's a spirit of division. Now, when the angel goes back and he's, he's fighting now, he's got, to, he's got to help. Now, what's happening, another spirit will come, the spirit that's, uh, that will deceive. Now, quickly, let's go to St. Mark. I think it's St. Mark chapter 24, and we're done. St. Mark chapter number, I think it's St. Mark chapter 24, verse number 24, and we're done. I think it's verse number 24. Yes, verse number 24. Amen. This will be our last verse. Amen. After the spirit of vision, 
the deceiver will come. Watch, watch this. Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 24. Are we there? New Testament. It says, for there shall arise, what kind of Christ? False Christ. And false prophets. Everybody's a prophet these days. Everybody got a word from God. Well, do they? The first place God speaks to is you. A lot of people want to go around and say, okay, God, God gave me a word. Well, did he speak to you first? Because God does. He says, and talk about in the last days now. For there shall rise false Christ, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. That's what's going to fool people. The false Christ, the false prophets now, they're going to be showing great signs and wonders. In so much that if it were possible, they shall do what? Deceive the very elect. If it be possible. Deceivers. They will be able to deceive the very elect. We better make sure we are prayed up in these last days. We better make sure that we have a relationship with God. Because deception, and that's what's going on now, not only just division, but there is also deception going on. And if, if we're not careful, we will buy into the deception. But God has already let us know he is our source. He's, what, he's who we need, and he is going to take care of us. He's our protector. Amen. So we don't have to worry about all this mess. Just stay, stay with God. Stay with God. But remember, there are portals that's open to heaven. Who wants to go to that higher level? Are you willing to pay the cost? Because there is a cost now to go higher. There's a cost. A lot, of, a lot of people say they won't go, but when they, mm, I almost said it, but when the stuff hit the fan, <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost. He's a restrainer too, y'all. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. He's a restrainer. When it mm, hit the fan now, you got to be careful. Then it'll, it'll be tested. Now, see, some, some of y'all said, yeah, I want to do it. Going to be tested in the next few days. Going to be tested. I've been there, been tested a long time, probably going to get tested again. Amen. Because I definitely want to go higher than God. I want to go higher than God. I want that expansion. I want to know more. I want, to, I want the revelations. I want to see things that, that's uh, in the future, the things that, that so we can be warning the, uh, the people of God, warning the world as well. Amen. The portals of heaven, go back and study it, meditate on it, and see what God will reveal to you. He'll probably reveal you something about yourself that you didn't even know you had tapped into. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen for his word. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We thank God. We thank God for your attention. We thank God for your, your hearing. And I pray that you can take this as you leave from this place.